This is the Talk Show America Show. There's the place where we learn to stand tall as we all pledge allegiance to our flag on the wall. Whatever happens to in God, we trust I know those words still mean something to most of us. Where's the voice of the majority? Can someone please tell me? Where's my country? Where's my country? And welcome one and all to the Talk Show America Show. JR here with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it. Very much indeed, folks, here on the Talk Show America Show. And boy, uh, what a week it's been again, folks. What a week it's been again. It's just unbelievable. It's uh, September 8th, 2011, folks. <laughs> just unbelievable. So so much stuff to talk about. So much, uh, so many things have happened. It's, as I said before, and I'll say again, um, these weekly shows, uh, are, it's very difficult to keep up with everything that's going on. It's just unbelievable indeed. And, of course, um, we've got uh, uh, several things to talk about today. But one of the things on the list that needs to be talked about as soon as possible um, on the show here today is uh, this uh, comment by Jimmy Hoffa made at an uh, AFL-CIO event, along with, of course, Joe Biden, who uh, also um, reared his ugly head as well, our vice president. Um, But Hoffa's comment, folks, to the president, which was, quote, let's take these sons of bitches out and give America back to an America where we belong, when he was talking about um, the Tea Party and the right-wing portion of the country, folks. Um, It was just unbelievable indeed, you know, talk about rhetoric. And then Joe Biden um, uh, calling us, calling the Tea Partiers uh, barbarians at the gate, folks. This is the vice president of the United States speaking now, um, not uh, some thug like Jimmy Jimmy Hoffa that's leading uh, the union. Um, just just unbelievable in, indeed. Uh, but you know, folks, what upsets me more about this comment than anything else? You expect comments like that from Jimmy Hoffa, and actually, you expect comments like that from Joe Biden too, because he doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut. Um, that's why they used to call him Loudmouth Joe. Uh, the bottom line is that all of the uh, rhetoric that we heard. When uh, Arizona Representative Gabriel Gibbon, uh, Giffords, excuse me, was shot, um, you know, uh, a few uh, quite a few months ago, uh, all the uh, rhetoric that we heard, folks, all the full blame mode by the left made, uh, claiming that it was Tea Party rhetoric that led to a lone gunman to shoot uh, Giffords and several other persons uh, on that day. Um, uh, uh, killing some some people and and obviously severely wounding others, um, just j- unbelievable. It was right on. They were right on it, folks. They were right on. It's the Tea Party rhetoric. Um, this is what's going on. Uh, uh, you know these uh, uh, these these rhetorical comments are comes causing people to become violent and shoot people, which is just it's just a bunch of bull. We found out later it's a lone gunman. Number one, number two, he was a nut. Well, recently, folks, shortly after the. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa comments, um, and the Joe Biden comments for that matter, um, a, there was a shooting at an IHOP. Uh, and in this in the, in the shooting, uh, several National Guardsmen uh, were killed. Some were injured, several people injured uh, as well. Uh, and, you, you know, you almost have to, to ask the question. I mean, did you hear anyone from the right coming and saying, well, if you know this rhetoric is causing uh, you know people to shoot uh, national guardsmen at uh, at the at the IHOP and other people, uh, right away, folks. Uh, you know, I mean that would you know that would that would be something that would be labeled ridiculous, and I would agree because it would be because it was not what the cause was. But the point is, folks, that it happened. Uh, I mean, just after uh, Hoffa made the, uh, and Biden made those comments. Now, we all know that it wasn't Hoffman, uh, Hoffer or Biden that made, uh, that made this, this, uh, another deranged person go out and shoot these, uh, uh, these National Guardsmen and other people in this IHOP with an AK-47. We all know um, that that's not what ha- that they didn't cause it. But the problem is, folks, that I can guarantee you, had this happened after someone from the Tea Party uh, or a, a Republican candidate uh, uh, had made some type of comment like Hoffa did, 
that that's the first thing that the left would have been saying. That's exactly what they would have been saying. They would have been saying that, you know, it's the, it's the uh, Tea Party right-wing rhetoric that caused the shooting, and, and it continues to, to do so as, uh, you know, uh, just like with Giffords and, and all this BS. Uh, you know, over and over and over again, folks, um, we have, uh, uh, you know, talked about uh, how uh, this the left and and the mainstream news media use anything they can to you know as an opportunity to attack the tea party and the right wing um and it, n- it never uh, glows so brightly as as it shows right now folks here uh hoffa uh, you know makes basically a, a threat of you know to take out these sobs uh and then of course you have uh joe biden calls barbarians at the gates and you hear Nary a word from the mainstream news media. You hear nothing from President Obama, nothing at all. Nothing rebuking it, nothing uh, basically coming and saying, you know, uh, like, like he said uh, after Giffords, we need civility, we need to be able to, you know, uh, settle our differences uh, without the rhetoric, blah, 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 until, of course, it's rhetoric coming from his side. Now it's a different story. Now we don't hear the president saying, you know, uh, that, you know, Jimmy Hoffman probably shouldn't have said that made those remarks. Uh, you know, they're not the appropriate remarks to make. He could have come up with some diplomatic way to not agree with him. Um, you know, and he hasn't come out and agreed, uh, you know, so, it's, you know uh, so much as he, it's his silence in the matter. Silence of saying nothing. That tells America what they need to hear, that he basically approves of what Hoffa said. He's not going to come out and say it himself, but his silence is going to say it for him, folks. What's the White House have to say? Well, we don't control what Jimmy Hoffa says. Well, this is true, folks. They cannot tell Jimmy Hoffa what to say. But now they have the vice president in this mix besides. Now, I would assume that the White House um, and the president would be talking to Joe Biden, telling him, hey, Joe, you know, cool down the rhetoric. You know, try to keep it down a little bit. You know, we, you know, we, you know you, we may not agree with these people, but calling them barbarians at the gate? Come on. This is getting a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit ridiculous. But they're not saying it, folks, because they agree with it. And this is the whole point. And that's fine and dandy. They have a right to their opinion. But when, the, when these people call for civility, when these people call for us, for the rhetoric to be toned down, and then the rhetoric comes from their side and you hear nothing, it's pure hypocrisy at its best. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Pure hypocrisy, Mr. President. He does not even you know, uh, come out and say that th- those, those remarks do not reflect his, uh, you know, um, you know, his opinion. He could say that, you know, that they're, they're his, Mr. Hoffa's alone and not my opinion. Um, and, uh, you know, again, yes, I agree, Mr. President, that you can't tell Jimmy Hoffa what to say. I mean, it's bottom line is it's, you know, it's America. We have a right to free speech. And that's fine. Except, folks, that, as I said, um, largely why many of the Tea Party uh, uh, partiers and the, uh, and the, and the uh, Republicans are upset is because they blamed this shooting of Gabrielle Giffords on us, blamed it on the rhetoric that was being all about Sarah Palin's targets on some map uh, on, on, a camp, on a campaign uh, um, uh, ad from 2008. Of course, uh, neglecting to show anybody their campaign ad against George Bush in 2004, which had targets on it in, in, in areas of states as well. Um, oops, excuse me, just a different t- type of t- uh, uh, targets, but the same, all the same. It's been used for years, and it's just, it was just ridiculous rhetoric to say that uh, the, the right wing or the Tea Parties were responsible for Gifford's shooting. Just what, as it would be ridiculous for me to say, or anyone else in my, in my party or the Tea Party um, members to say, uh, you know, uh, that uh, Jimmy Hoffa and Joe Biden are responsible for the IHOP shooting. It, it's, it is ridiculous, folks, and it's not true. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, and that's how ridiculous it, it, it is. But it, they didn't think it was ridiculous when they were making that statement, um, uh, you know, uh, when Giffords was shot uh, and other people in Arizona. Just just to point that out. So it was, it was amazing. And it's don't expect to hear anything from Obama. Uh, he's going to basically he's going to lay low till it blows over. That's what he's going to do. Uh, because the mainstream news media is not really pushing it, so he's you know some of the some of the media outlets that are slanted a little bit towards the right maybe maybe trying to ask the questions and and you know they they're probably getting no answers. I know they're getting none from Carney. I mean he basically, um, you know, uh, he's uh, uh, you know he's uh, basically you know t- trying to downplay it. He says those comments weren't uh, made by the president. The president 
wasn't on stage. He didn't speak for another. Tw- he, he, he didn't speak for another twenty minutes. He didn't hear it. Mr. Hoffa speaks for himself. The president speaks for himself. Well, that may be true again, folks. But as president of the United States, as someone who made comments about the about the um, about the Gifford shooting, and of course, you know, laying blame, and him basically not saying that it was, you know, the fault of Tea Party is in the right wing, but basically implying it with his statement of, you know, we have to talk about civility and be civil towards each other. You know, <laughs> you know, this is the problem. You're not going to see the president, you're not going to hear the president say anything um, that's going to uh, re- rebuke Jimmy Hoffa or, for that matter, Joe Biden in any way. It's just not going to happen. And, and that's sad because this is where the president could shine. This is where the president could come out um, looking like kind of a good guy, saying, listen, you know, uh, you know, I don't agree with, the, with people from the Tea Party, and I don't agree with a lot of the Republicans, but this is not what should be being said. We're not talking about taking them out. They are Americans. They have a right to their opinion, too. We're, we have to try a way to find a way to work together, and we cannot can continue to have this rhetoric. He loses uh, his support from the AFL-CIO, and he knows it. And there's been talk. Uh, I know amongst the Teamsters, I believe, um, that, you know, they, they're not sure if they're going to support him. Of course, they are going to, folks. But they're just making that statement right now to, to make it look like they're not going to. It's a little bit of a ruse, in my opinion. But the bottom line is um, that's, not what, that's why he's not going to rebuke Hoffa. He needs their support. And if he rebukes him, he may not get it or he may only get part of it. He, you know, so he, right now he's not going to say anything, folks. The, the, the responsible thing for him to do as president would be to say something. But it's not going to happen, and th- and that's the bottom line, um, you know. And whether we like it or not, is it's not going to matter. So anyway, I wanted to speak about that a little bit and, and tell you, and you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. There's no doubt about it. It's rhetoric. Yes, it's true. And what do you expect from Jimmy Hoffa? Uh, does anybody expect anything else? Uh, you know, the, the bottom line is um, the only difference between Jimmy Hoffa Jr. and Jimmy Hoffa uh, Senior are is that uh, Jimmy Hoffa Jr. is not part of a um, concrete pillar of a bridge somewhere in the United States. That's the difference. So, uh, it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing that the the lack of 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 response from the mainstream news media uh, or anybody on the left to to curtail this, rebuke it, or or to say they don't agree with it, and to say, listen, we you know we. Uh, uh, we went after the right wing and, uh, you know, and the Tea Party is on uh, the shooting of Giffords um, saying it was a result of rhetoric. And now we have a shooting after these guys make these statements. And, you know, maybe it's got something to do with that, too. And we could blame, put blame all day long. It's, it's, it's like, as I said, it's ridiculous. It's true. But the bottom line is, folks, that uh, we're going to have to, at some point in time, uh, decide um, how we're going to handle this in the future. All right, folks. We'll be right back after these messages here on the Talk Show America Show. Well, wait a minute. We're not time for, it's not time for a break yet. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong clock here. Um, so we're going, to, uh, we're going to continue on for a couple more minutes here on the show, and then we're going to go to a break. And uh, so anyway, as we were saying when, as I started, um, that's where we stand on that issue. It's, it's amazing, but it will never ever change and anyone who thinks that it's going to get to be any different um because of who is in the uh you know it's, who is uh in the white house right now is is fooling themselves because the bottom line is this man is going to uh you know uh vilify the left any kind anytime he can and, and the right i should say anytime he can and then the left if they could do what they want and basically He's not going to say anything. He's not. But then again, as I said, he shouldn't be talking about the right either uh, on the other side of the coin uh, when the circumstances allowed him to uh, uh, to basically, uh, although he didn't come right out and say it, he insinuated it, no doubt about it. All right. So that that was that uh, story, folks. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of stories. Um, as, as, as I said, Biden, of course, uh, uh, him himself uh, calling uh, Tea Party members barbarians at the gate that's just amazing folks that's <laughs> just amazing and it and it just keeps on going uh so uh it's it's just amazing and it, this is why i say uh, he may the president may not be able to control uh what uh jimmy hoffa says 
But certainly um, the president should have a little bit of control over what Joe Biden is saying. But again, as I said, the problem that the president has and many of these people is they can't control Joe Biden anyway, because he op- when the minute he opens his mouth, um, it's uh, it's basically, uh, uh, you know, all done. I mean, his comment at that at that uh, rally, folks, was uh, you are the only folks keeping the barbarians from the gate. The other side has declared war on, on labor's house. Not true, folks. Not true. Uh, we have not declared war on Labor's House. Uh, we're just asking for some accountability. That's what we're asking for. Um, and of course, with the co- with the uh, economy way it's going, uh, we want to see uh, you know some some spending cuts. So that would uh, include sometimes uh, cuts in uh, in uh, you know wages and things of that nature. All right, we'll be back after these messages here in the Talk to America show. So don't go away, folks. Be right back. These days, we all need to save money where we can. As your car gets older, it will have mechanical problems. Don't get caught with a $2,000 or even $5,000 repair bill. If your factory warranty is about to expire or you have no warranty coverage at all, an extended vehicle protection plan can save you thousands. We pay for 100% of your covered repairs, and we pay the dealer or your preferred mechanic directly for you. No more hassle with reimbursements. The number to call is 800-939-4755. There is no one-size-fits-all to vehicle protection plans. At A-Plus Auto Protection, we work with BBB-rated providers to offer a full menu of plans ranging from platinum coverage to basic plans that cover the most costly engine and transmission repairs. We do the comparison shopping for you, so you save money with all our discounts. For a limited time, also receive roadside assistance, towing, and rentals, but you must call now. Call 800-939-4755. At all plans available in all states for all vehicles. Has your computer been slowing down? Are you having problems sending and receiving email? Is your printer acting up? Or is the internet taking so long to load that it seems like the worldwide wait? Are you waiting to fix your computer because of cost? We know times are tough. People just don't have the money to buy a new computer or fix the one they have. What would you do if your computer just stopped working? I'm Luke Ford, CEO of My Computer Works. We help people just like you every day. We provide a low-cost way to fix your computer. We do it directly over the Internet. This saves us time and you money. With one easy call, we can help you get your computer working the way you want it to. Once you sign up for our service, our U.S.-based technicians will connect directly to your computer, with your permission, of course, and fix the problem for you. It's affordable. It's fast. It's safe. It's My Computer Works. Just call 1-800-616-8010. 1-800-616-8010. That's 1-800-616-8010. Hey, Talk Show America fans. Log on to ScottFuller.net and experience the Scott Fuller Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Talk Show America Show. JR here with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it uh, very much indeed, folks. And, of course, uh, we uh, just got through talking about uh, Jimmy Hoffer and Joe Biden's remarks at the AFL-CIO uh, rally event uh, that they attended. And, uh, you know, the rhetoric that comes out of that and, and where the president uh, and the left uh, and the media, when Giffords was shot, was, uh, you know, were basically uh, blaming it on uh, the Tea Party slash uh, right-wing uh, proponents. Uh, and... Uh, just where we stand now with that, with uh, with Obama not not saying anything now, uh, when uh, we hear some rhetoric from uh, from Hoffer and Biden, just just the silence is deafening. But anyway, we're going to go on to uh, something else. So of course, the um, Republican uh, debate, uh, the uh, uh, MSNBC uh, debate at the Reagan Library, folks, uh, uh, took place uh, this week. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, and of course, there's some uh, there's some s- discrepancies on who really won, and it's hard to say. Maybe if, if if you watch the debate, I watched some of it, I didn't get to see all of it. Um, but we're going to go over some analysis um, of their performances, and uh, you know, basically uh, how uh, it is it's felt that they may have performed. Uh, it you know, Mitt Romney is. Uh, you know, Basically, from what I've heard and what I've seen um, and what I've heard from other people uh, in analysis, uh, appears to have, be the person who basically won, uh, although that's, it's, it's probably a close, uh, 
a close uh, debate, but uh, he seems to have won out as, as being the most presidential. Um, if, uh, if anyone had to be picked for that category alone, it would be Mitt Romney. Um, Rick Perry, of course, uh, was there. Uh, Rick Perry did well in some things and not in others, folks. And then there was this bizarre um, exchange between Rick Perry and uh, Dr. Ron Paul. And, and, of course, now all the Paulers, folks, are all out there. Um, claiming that Rick Perry assaulted Ron Paul. Um, there's, there's a point, there's a video out there, and if you watch the video, I mean, it's, it's, it's in segments, but um, there's a point where Rick Perry is either scolding Ron Paul or whatever he's doing, or they're having some type of uh, heated discussion anyway. And you see Rick Perry puts his hand uh, on Ron Paul's arm. But, I mean, it's, it looks more like he's just, you know, it's, it doesn't look like it's a grab him trying to wrestle with him or anything else like that. But, of course, now, you know, the, the, the uh, Paulas are all out there screaming assault and, uh, and that he was threatened. And I don't know what was said. I don't. So I can't say that he threatened him. I did see where in, in, in the video it shows him putting his hand on Ron Paul's arm. But it doesn't look to me like, folks, like it's any threatening type gesture. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because I wasn't there um, to see that. And, uh, you know, right now, that, that and that's just seems to be coming out, that news is seems to be coming out today. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, you know, and, of course, I mean, if there's anything, um, you know, better to, to, to better dis- to, to display that, um, it may well be that uh, uh, Rick Perry assaulted Ron Paul. If that's the case, I mean, you know, these candidates have to learn. Keep your hands off of each other. I don't know what it is with these candidates, but... Um, you know, they talk about the rhetoric getting worse. Um, if Rick Perry indeed did grab Ron Paul's arm, you know, in a in a assaultive manner, uh, I don't know what's wrong with these people. What do they think they're going to get away with? Uh, it, it doesn't look like it to me, folks. But then again, like I said, I have not seen. I've seen only one video, um, and that seems to be in frames. It's not. Uh, it's not like a like a like a movie. It's like pictures that were taken and it's displayed. You know, each frame. Uh, it doesn't look like an assault to me. Um, I don't know what what was said, um, you know, uh, as far as uh, verbiage uh, between the two. So that could, uh, you know, be a possibility, but uh, um, it, it will remain to be seen. But that was kind of an interesting thing that added to this debate now uh, that uh, that everybody's talking about. But anyway, Rick Perry is is uh, was currently about twenty nine percent in the uh, in the average of recent polls, as as you know. Uh, he came prepared to exchange barbs with with Mitt Romney but not to defend Texas against the stereotypical complaints against Texas uh, relayed by Brian Williams, who was moderating this. He accepted Williams' invitation to, to pummel Romney on Massachusetts' low rate of job creation during Romney's uh, single term as governor and managed to note that it uh, created fewer that it created fewer jobs than uh, during Michael Dukakis's governorship in the 1980s. Um, Romney didn't think to note that Barry was a Democrat during most of that time. Um, and backed Al Gore uh, for the 1968 Democratic nomination, which Dukakis ended up winning. Um, so uh, Perry was less uh, uh, adamant in explaining why Texas has relative, uh, relatively high levels of people without health insurance. And one obvious reason is it has a higher percentage of young people and immigrants, legal and illegal, uh, than the national average. So that would be something that uh, should have been at, but he didn't seem to be able to, to bring that out. Um, he did manage to make point, uh, the point that although Texas spends less money on education than many other states, um, <laughs> that uh, and uh, to the horrors of uh, Brian Williams, cut education spending from projected levels this year, that is, uh, black and Latino students uh, tend to have higher test scores than in many high-spending teacher union-dominated states. Um, he was uh, suitably presidential in going out of his way to give uh, Barack Obama and the Navy SEALs credit for killing Osama bin Laden, of course, and who wouldn't do that, folks? Uh, uh, and he was steadfast in defending Texas, uh, Texas's record on capital punishment. And th- at this point in time, folks, when he talked about capital punishment, uh, you know, stating that he was for it, um, the bottom line is that there was a standing ovation. Uh, given to, uh, to to him on the capital punishment uh, area, so this should let the, uh, you know many candidates know where most Americans stand uh, on capital punishment, uh, especially for the heinous crimes uh, that are committed. Um, and it's not un American folks to execute um, you know uh, criminals for the most heinous crimes committed, as we know. Uh, 
So, you know, I mean, Rick, all in all, Rick Perry did okay. I thought he could have done better, and that's the, that's the key. Um, you know, Perry was also uh, passionate in defending his decision to require HPV inoculations, and he accepted the invitation uh, to attack uh, Ron Paul for his 1987 uh, renunciation of Ronald Reagan. Uh, he was strong in maintaining that Social Security is a Ponzi scheme for Americans, even though that some people thought that was something that he shouldn't have said. He was he was defending it, folks. Um, he call his call for predator drones to uh, police the border with Mexico precluded any attacks on him for opposing the border fence in Texas, which he did. Um, whereas uh, he pointed out before, it's impractical since the border runs along a river. His statements, uh, uh, folks, uh, you know, on the economy. Um, it said that uh, uh, Keynesian economics was now dead. Yeah, well, he's probably right there. Um, so, so Rick, you know, Rick Perry didn't do badly, but um, I thought he could have done better. Uh, the, the death penalty thing definitely, uh, you know, got some attention for him, um, and um, you know that that worked well in his favor. Uh, but uh, this Ron Paul thing uh, it has me a bit concerned. If if he did. You know, actually grab Mr. Paul. I just don't. It doesn't look like it in the video, but we'll have to see. Now, Mitt Romney, folks, we're going to talk about Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney a little bit. Um, 18, he's 18% in the current polls. He came very well prepared, um, defending as he has in the past his uh, Romney care, folks, which I live in this state, I can tell you, and zinging Perry for, by arguing that he didn't create Texas jobs, uh, creating policies any more than Al Gore invented the Internet. He dodged an attempt to get him to criticize Michelle Bachman. Uh, Michelle Bachman's claim that she she could reduce gas prices to two dollars a gallon, and he said that uh, on the, uh, the HPV issue, uh, Perry's heart was in the right place. Uh, stances that uh, showed a showed a nice uh, sense of command. Time after time, he directed his answers towards uh, criticisms of Barack Obama, saying he was a, a nice person, but it's simply uh, is he, that he's in over his head and doesn't understand how jobs are created in a market economy. These are good points, folks, uh, for the general election as well as for the primaries. Uh, so was he, Brian Williams asked, with almost a gasp, folks, a backer of the Tea Party? Well, Romney said he agreed with them and uh, that government taxes uh, too much and uh, is stifling the private sector economy, a solid and sure-footed response. I mean, Romney, is, he was presidential, folks, very presidential indeed. I mean, and, and when you hear him talk, um, you get a sense of confidence. Yeah, I don't agree with everything that Mitt Romney says, and I don't agree with everything that Mitt Romney stands for. Certainly, I don't agree with the Romney care deal. But the bottom line is, folks, he has the confidence. He has that air about him. Um, you, when you hear Mitt Romney talking, you have the feeling that Mitt Romney knows what he's talking about. And that's the key here. That's the key. People want to know whoever that they're going to put uh, into the White House has an idea of well, what's going on. I mean, after all, look who's there now and look how things are going. And the bottom line is, uh, for, for, for Romney, he sounded presidential. He looked presidential. He acted presidential. And those are the keys to this to this election. I know I know some of my Tea Party friends, and I, and, and you know I I'm a Tea Partier myself, folks. I know they're all like, well, Romney, he's a, he's a rhino. He's folks, uh, you know. I think almost any candidate that you find out here uh, has some rhino tendencies somewhere. Um, you know, I mean, and again, I'll say this again and again and again. And I know I keep harping on it, but we gotta have to listen to it. We cannot expect a candidate to be everything that we want them to be. It's almost impossible uh, to have that. So um, Mitt Romney, basically, uh, that, that I really think that he uh, won the debate, um, you know, not, not overwhelmingly, but uh, that I think that he won. Um, and now, Ron Paul, <laughs> uh, 8% uh, in, the, in the polls, folks, the recent polls, um, he did seize opportunities to attack Perry on his 1990 letter, uh, 1990s letter encouraging Hillary Care, uh, his executive order of the uh, HPV inoculations, and his practice of crony capitalism, as he called it. Um, when uh, Brian Williams goaded him by asking whether he f uh, favored getting the government out of air traffic control, he missed a chance to point out that the advanced countries have privatized their air traffic control systems and that our system is technologically horribly backward by comparison. This is something that um, he's, uh, you know, basically had a chance to say and, and didn't. Um, 
I know Ron Paul and folks. Ron Paul, uh, he he's not a bad guy. Don't get me wrong, but it, he has his foreign policy basically is is none. Uh, you know, I mean, we have got to be careful with Ron Paul. I mean, you know, this is a man um, who, uh, you know, uh, he's all, he, he goes along with these nine eleven truthers and and uh, Code Pink and all these other groups. And uh, believe me. Uh, I, I just would not vote for Ron Paul for president. Sorry, I wouldn't. It's simple as that. Now, Michelle Bachman, who's also at 8% in the polls, uh, for the first half of the debate, she seemed almost shut out of the conversation. There wasn't many questions being uh, directed at her. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, she rallied in the second half, noting that Ronald Reagan's uh, deal trading tax increases for spending cuts didn't work out as as he had hoped. Uh, and nothing, uh, and noting uh, as no other candidate did, that Barack Obama has not done enough to prevent Iran from obtaining nuclear weapons. She carried, uh, she parried a question about oil drilling in the Everglades by noting that Obama has been forced to retreat on at least one major EPA uh, regulation. Um, the bottom line is, folks, uh, you know, Michelle Bachman is, is, she, I told you this, folks, I told you she'd be a flash in the pan. Uh, and you can see that uh, uh, happening now. Definitely a flash in the pan. Um, so we'll have to see what goes on there. All right, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk about a couple of other candidates here on this and uh, the debate, and then we're going to go on to some other subjects. So um, stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back in a moment. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. So here's to all the soldiers fight for you and me. Because you wear that uniform, America is free. There is a flag flying so proud, the red, white, and blue. And I can live my life in peace, thanks to you. So here's to all the soldiers who fight for you and me because you wear that uniform america is free because you keep us safe from harm america is free And we're back here on the Talk Show America Show. Welcome, one and all, to the show. We want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to, to uh, listen. We certainly appreciate it uh, very much indeed, folks. And we appreciate our brave men and women who fight for our freedoms every single day across the globe. Please remember them in your thoughts, and please remember them in your prayers. And please remember to go to americasupportyou.mil, folks, where you can let the troops know, any soldier, all the soldiers, that you appreciate um, the, the job they're doing, the sacrifices they're making to help Keep America free and safe. Um, they're out there every day, folks, and it's easy for us to forget in this uh, in, in the rhetoric that's going on in this uh, time and uh, day and age um, of this abomination. Uh, forget them, or to forget those brave men and women over there that are still fighting for us. So keep that in mind. Uh, you know, when um, when you have a chance, America supports you. Mil. You can send the troops a uh, a note. It doesn't cost you one red cent, folks, to do that. Uh, there's other things up there that you may be able to get involved in, care packages, things of that nature. They might cost some money. That's up to you. Uh, you certainly can do that if you so choose. And remember, if you know anyone in your neighborhood that has someone that's serving in the war on terror, a relative or whatever, uh, please let them know that you appreciate the relative service and that, and that family's sacrifice while the relative is serving um, in, in the war on terror. That will go more uh, than anything else you can do for those folks, folks, the, the, the fact that you're letting them know that you, uh, that you appreciate um, their, their uh, loved one's sacrifice. So, all right, so let's get back to this, folks. Um, 
uh, to the Iowa debate and how some of the candidates did. And, and we're only glossing over this, folks, so I don't want anybody to think this is a full-blown analysis. It's not. It's just some glossing over, some points that I saw, some points that other people saw, and we're just uh, we're just you know, putting them together and trying to give you a, a gloss over, basically, of, uh, of what happened in the debate. Um, you know, still, I mean, you're going to have to make up your own mind when the time comes after all these. There's more debates coming up. We're going to let them, uh, we're going to get those up on the website for you, folks, TalkShowAmerica.com, www.TalkShowAmerica.com. We'll get the debate dates up there so you can uh, hear more of these candidates um, and get as much analysis as we can. And we're trying to get live things set up, but that's very difficult for me to do sometimes because, you know, because of uh, uh, the fact that this is not my full-time job. So there are times when I'm just not around to be able to, to uh, do those live, uh, you know, get those live debates up there for you. But we'll see what we can do to get some more up um, as they go along. All right, Newt Gingrich, folks. And who is my favorite, by the way, uh, of the candidates? Because, uh, you know, the former Speaker of the House, Mr. Gingrich, he, he, he is a very smart man. There's no doubt about it. Newt Gingrich is a smart, smart man. And um, it's unfortunate that there are things that are coming out about Newt Gingrich that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, happened, uh, you know, uh, in earlier years um, and, and stances that he took because it, I think that hurt him a little bit. But it doesn't stop Newt Gingrich from being the man who knows what he's talking about on the stage. I'm telling you right now. And it really doesn't stop him from being the elder statesman who kind of controls um, what's going on. And one of the things I thought that Newt Gingrich did um, that was very classy was he um, he tried very hard not to attack any of the other candidates. He focused his attacks on the Obama administration, what he thought was wrong, which in, in, in most ways is what should have been the debate should have really been about in the first place. But, of course, when you have uh, you know, NBC controlling the, the deal, folks, and, and actually uh, you know, they're trying to basically get these candidates to fight with each other, um, that's basically uh, what comes out of it. But uh, Gingrich uh, was was pretty good. Now he's at the four percent in the polls, which is not good. Okay, uh, you know, for for somebody uh, of his stature. But unfortunately, it's where he remains. Um, now here is in Iowa, Gingrich seems to be playing the part of an elder statesman, as as I said, uh, reminding listeners that he supported in his sophomore year in Congress uh, the Reagan budget and tax cuts, and he did. His strongest moment came in calling out Brian Williams and Politico's uh, much less partisan John Harris for emphasizing questions that uh, prompted disagreement among the Republican candidates. See what I'm saying here, folks? It was the, the, the mainstream news media, a.k.a. Brian Williams and Politico, were trying to get these, these people fighting with each other for the most part, um, uh, you, know, uh, you, know, uh, you know, going against each other, and which... Uh, you know, really, it should be about you know what what they think about uh, you know policies of the Obama of, of Obama the Obama administration, what they would do uh, that would that would better that, or 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 do, what they would do that would make it better, or or you know how they would you know, handle a situation. Instead, many of them you know obviously were invited to attack uh, Mitt Romney and Rick Perry, Rick Perry, Mitt Rick, Mitt Romney, um, uh, Ron Paul, uh, you know to to attack the the other candidates, and some did. Um, this was a statement that Newt Gingrich said. He said, I'm not interested in your effort to get Republicans to fight each other, period. You've got to love that, folks. That's Newt Gingrich at, its be- at his best, um, coming out and saying, hey, I'm not here to fight with Republican candidates. I'm here to tell you what I would do if I were president in, 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 uh, in place of Barack Obama or what I will do to fix the problems that the Obama administration has created when I get into office. That's what the debate should have been about, folks, not about let's attack Rick Perry, let's attack Mitt Romney or Herman Cain uh, or Newt Gingrich or anyone else for that matter. He pointed out that the Department of Homeland Security was credited because we have enemies, uh, people who want to kill us, he said, uh, created, excuse me, because uh, we have enemies uh, and people who want to kill us. But he also gave Obama credit for his race to the top uh, education program because it encouraged charter schools. And he made a nice point uh, when he said that we should require that immigrants' children learn American history and that we should require that American students should too. Absolutely, folks. One of the biggest problems that we have in this country is that our children no longer learn much about their heritage or um, their, uh, the, the history of America at all. It's sad. 
and it shows where we're going in this country. There is no foundation laid down anymore. No, no, not many studies of civics anymore, unless you go into a college. Uh, there's no, there's no study of civic government. Um, the, the history is, is history is basically non-existent. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's it's unbelievable. It really is, and it's sad because we need the the, the, the uh, children in this country, the students in this country, need to learn about the, their heritage, where the, where where everything came, where they all came from. You know, basically, what you know, what their, their the forefathers, um, you know, how they built this nation, what they built it on, what principles. That's all disappearing, folks, before our eyes. All disappearing. Horrible, horrible indeed. When you you get uh, people who can't even tell you uh, anything about history, including anything about George Washington or Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know, for that matter. It's just, it's it's horrible. It really is. Um, and this is something that Newt was pointing out, and I agree with him, um, that, you know, uh, immigrants' children should learn American history. Absolutely. But so should our children. Because let's face it, you, you know, you you need to learn this, to, to live in this country and to understand um, the uh, principles of this republic. Uh, you need to understand how, the history and how how this country was was formed. And, and, and how and how we came about our, our laws and, and our our ways of life absolutely needs to, to be done and that it goes gets uh, gets done through history all right now Herman Cain and of course you know uh, Herman Cain is another one that's at four percent um, he got a chance to lay out his 999 economic program and got in a few other good lines with his characteristic good humor he backed health savings accounts and personal retirement accounts both good and serious policies, absolutely, folks, and defended House Majority Leader Eric Cantor's insistence that Congress find spending cuts to compensate for increases in the FEMA budget. Uh, weren't Democrats in favor of, uh, of PAYGO in some uh, now-forgotten era? Of course. Kane seems unprepared to become president, though, but his performance invites the question, wasn't Barack Obama uh, similarly unprepared in 2007 and 2008? So you never know. Um, I, I think Herman Cain started out again another another I don't want to call him a flash in the pan, but that's what I'm going to say another flash in the pan, and, and since then has been going downhill. Um, so you still got a long way to go, folks. So candidates could emerge higher, you know, and higher. Michelle Bachman now, uh, you know, dropping in the polls. Um, Herman Cain dropping in the polls. Um, another another favorite of mine, folks, uh, but unfortunately um, he's way down there is Rick Santorum at three percent. Now, Santorum complained several weeks ago that Fox News and the Washington Examiner debate questioners in Iowa asked him only about cultural issues and not about the range of domestic and foreign issues on which he made significant contributions during his 16 years in Congress, which he did do, folks. This time he seized the opportunity to describe some of those contributions, but also went heavily against Perry on the HPV issue. To Brian Williams' question about whether, uh, as a Catholic, he should support caring for the poor, he gave an especially good and chastising uh, uh, reply about how the welfare reform he championed in the House and Senate in the 1990s actually improved the lives of the intended beneficiaries. So um, that that was something that, that uh, stood out a little bit. Uh, Santorum would be a good candidate. Um, unfortunately, you know, he's... Uh, his, his uh, you know, he's only at three percent. Doesn't look like he's going to have a shot. Um, and of course, there are people that call him a rhino too. I mean, no matter which way you look at it. But as I said, I'm not here to debate the whole thing today, folks, because I mean, I just don't have time. I'm just going over some of the highlights um, that were uh, that I saw and that others have provided uh, here. Um, and, and in this case, uh, um, Carol Brom uh, also uh, put some some comments in here. Um, in an article uh, on Bloomberg, which I'm relying on some of them when I don't, when I didn't see what happened myself. Uh, but uh, I, I, it, it, I would have liked to have seen Rick Santorum do better uh, in in this whole this whole deal. Now, John Huntsman, one percent, folks, in the polls in the August 11th Fox News Washington Examiner debate. John Huntsman seemed like a deer in the headlights. Absolutely, he did, because I, I watched that uh, in the moment before he became a. Uh, a a hunk of venison, as as uh, it points out here. This time, um, he did much, much better. He made his point uh, that during his governorship, uh, Utah has become, by some measures, the nation's number one job creator, and he bragged on his uh, Utah health care program. He made some mention, though not as much as uh, he could have, uh, to the fiscal and tax policies he uh, recently unveiled, uh, which got a glowing review from the Wall Street uh, Journal. 
for a guy who was uh, a Barack Obama appointee, he delivered some devastating criticisms of Mr. Uh, of uh, the incumbent, Mr. Obama. He dismissed Bachman's promise of $2 gas as ridiculous, and I agree with that, folks. Uh, on foreign policy, he advanced forcibly his position that we should uh, disembark from military involvements in Afghanistan and elsewhere. And he made a nice point by saying that he could uh, address the, China, the Chinese in their language, Chinese. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, 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 unbelievable, folks. But um, so Huntsman, you know, he, you know, he dismissed Bachman's promise of two dollars in gas is ridiculous, folks. And and I'm going to tell you something right now. Um, he's right. I'm sorry, and I've said that myself in the in the sh- uh, show uh, before this. Um, just unbelievable, and uh, you know that she could make that claim. It's just a, it was a foolish mistake, in my opinion. We'll have to see where it goes. All right. So that was the basic overview of some of the candidates in the debate. You'll have to watch the debates for yourself, or look for more analysis to get uh, more in depth coverage on that but that's basically where they were looks like Mitt, Mitt Romney uh, basically won the debate um, as I said not uh, not by a landslide but it looks like he won all right folks we'll be right back after these messages here on the talk to America show is the IRS ruining your life are you afraid of losing everything you can end the despair you feel right now get ready to write down an important phone number you're going to need to help solve your IRS nightmare the number is 800-558-4307 Hello, I'm John Harris, president of J.K. Harris & Company, the nation's largest tax representation firm. IRS problems have a way of ruining every aspect of your life if you let them. They don't go away on their own. The IRS can attach your wages, your pension, your savings, even your Social Security checks. Over the past decade, the tax team at J.K. Harris has successfully negotiated settlements for our clients, saving them millions of dollars. If you owe the IRS back taxes, call J.K. Harris at 800-558-4307. You may qualify to dramatically reduce your tax debt. Call 800-558-4307. That's 800-558-4307. Medicare Diabetic, how may I help you? Hello, I'm a diabetic with insurance, and I just heard you talking meter and free blood pressure monitor promotion on the radio. Medicare Diabetic, accredited by the Joint Commission for National Quality Recognition, is offering to you a brand new talking monitor that draws blood from anywhere on your body. No more punctured fingers, no pain, no eye strain, and it talks to you. Listen. 112. And it's multilingual. Sí, Call right now. Qualify and receive as a bonus a blood pressure monitor absolutely free. That's great. How do I receive both my talking meter with testing supplies and my bonus blood pressure monitors? If you have Medicare or insurance, Medicare Diabetic may send both your monitors and test supplies directly to your home at no cost. Insulin and syringes are available as well. Copay and deductibles may apply. Call 800-711-8821. That's 800-711-8821. Medicare Diabetic at 800-711-8821. Hey, Talk Show America fans. Log on to ScottFuller.net and experience the Scott Fuller Show. All right, folks, here we're back here on the Talk Show America Show. Welcome back. Um, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it very much indeed. And I just wanted to, um, to uh, uh, correct something that I said um, during the uh, debate, uh, talking about the debates, uh, the Reagan Library, MSN, BC political debates. Uh, that, that was Michael Baroni, folks, uh, who's uh, some of the comments I was um, uh, reading uh, and also um, some of my own mixed in because I didn't see all of the candidates, so I had to rely on other um, uh, other analysis, and I think uh, Michael Baroni is a smart uh, uh, person and uh, you know a, a very good journalist. And he um, that those were his remarks. I said they were Carol Bombs mistakenly because Carol Baum um, uh, did a, uh, uh, talked about uh, Barack Obama's speech uh, that he's going to give uh, uh, on the economy. Uh, and I got the, I was looking at the teleprompter, and her name was up above, and I caught the wrong. The wrong name. I I apologize for that. Um, just uh, a little mistake there. In the, I've got to watch what what line I'm reading. Just unbelievable. Uh, so of course there is the talk about the speech uh, being done by um, by Barack Obama on the jobs uh, situation, and that's that's coming up this week as well. Um, so uh, we'll be looking at that and seeing um, where. Uh, you know where we're going to go from from the speech, but what should we expect 
uh, out of that speech is 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 a question. And um, w- what we wanted to do was talk about this uh, a bit uh, because that's that speech is coming up, and um, of course there's a lot of. Uh, speculation on it but i don't expect it to, to go anywhere i don't expect it to be anything different folks i expect it to be basically the same old ho-hum ho-hum because i'm going to tell you something right now first of all um i don't believe the president has a plan uh, to create jobs because it's it's basically not his job folks i mean as much as we want to uh, to say it is um it really isn't the bottom line here is that it's the government's um responsibility to provide an environment in which the private sector can create jobs. The only jobs, jobs the government can um, can create, and maybe the president in some some role um, helps here, is government jobs. And isn't that why we're in a lot of this mess in the first place? Isn't the fact that we have so much, uh, so many people on the uh, government payrolls, one of the reasons why um, that their our, our economy is failing and, and that we have such a high deficit uh, in this country? That's one of the biggest reasons why. There's no doubt about it. So if the answer here is going to be, and part of it's going to be, because Obama's going to talk about infrastructure jobs. Remember the shovel-ready jobs? Where were the shovel-ready jobs? Number one, they never appeared. Um, but he's going to talk about infrastructure, and, and because that's going to be the biggest way he can create jobs, um, or he can help create jobs, because he's, you know, it's going to be Congress also that does this. But um, these, these, these infrastructure projects, uh, which basically are going to be government-funded because they'll be with grants and, and stimulus money, um, are basically going to be what employs people. So here we go again, right back into the same, um, you know, to, to the same fire we jumped, we were trying to jump out of. We're jumping back in. Uh, so it should be interesting to see, um, you know, uh, what happens, uh, you know, what we hear from him. Uh, in regards to that, but I guarantee it's what it's going to be: stimulus, more stimulus, more infrastructure, or technically what he, we call shovel-ready jobs, uh, and, and more of the same old, same old. More government money pouring into uh, to something that it cannot sustain. So don't expect much out of Barack Obama's uh, job speech whatsoever. And as I said, realistically, the president doesn't create jobs. Um, the president and Congress create an atmosphere for jobs to be created. Uh, you know, by uh, by you know lowering corporate taxes and things of this nature, tax breaks and and things of that nature for um, for corporations that hire people. Uh, it, the price tag on this jobs benefits, this jobs package that the president's talking about, it's been rumored to be around three hundred billion. So that's going to be unbelievable. Now, for those of you who don't follow the uh, play-by-play in Washington, uh, here are some things to watch uh, for um, uh, when that speech comes out. Uh, first of all. Um, You'll, you'll, you're going to see, um, uh, you know, that the president is offering uh, probably more of the same, or or has discovered an ex- an elixir for job growth. It's not going to happen, folks. It's basically going to be more of the same. Um, a temporary solution to uh, a, a temporary solution, which is a permanently bad idea, folks. The president is expected to ask Congress to extend the payroll tax holiday for employees beyond January first and include employers in the game. Other temporary incentives to encourage Hiring are also on the table. Now, why should any company respond to a one-time tax credit for adding employees when it has to assume a long-term expense, salaries and benefits in the process? Well, the answer, it won't, unless that company were planning to hire anyway. Sure, if there's an incentive with no cost attached, people will jump on it. Of course they will, folks. Take, uh, you know, I mean, uh, take a look at auto, uh, auto sales and home sales to see how consumers responded when, when cash for clunkers and the home buyer's tax credit were introduced in 2009. <laughs> Where did that get us, folks? Absolutely nowhere. We still home sales are still way down. Uh, it didn't do anything. So uh, don't. Ex- it, it, it sounds it sounds nice, uh, but it won't create the jobs that we need uh, to get people back to work. It's as simple as that. I mean. Uh, it, it, the, the two programs, the programs there, uh, Cash for Clunkers and the Homes Buyer Tax Credit, actually pulled the demand forward. It collapsed when the programs ended. Both new and existing home sales plummeted uh, new depths after the credit expired. Absolutely. Um, if uh, if uh, the president's job speech is filled with more temporary measures such as that, you can hit the mute button and take a quick nap before the kickoff of uh, the NFL kickoff. Um, of course, we're going to hear, as you know, the ghost of George W. Bush. Blame Bush, blame Bush, blame Bush, and more blame Bush. This is going to happen. Also, blame the Republican Party. 
blame the Republican Party, blame the Republican Party. It's going to be all the same, folks. Barack Obama does not take responsibility for anything. Um, you know, he's the one that said he could put these programs together and get jobs created and get people back to work, shovel-ready jobs, and it didn't happen. Um, so um, it's, it's going to be amazing, but it's going to be blame Bush, blame, uh, blame the Republican Party. You're going to hear that again. Um, it's not going to change there. Um, and uh, if, if, uh, if the White House, the White House in an attempt to lower expectations for, for the, the address, um, after fanning uh, them, you know, he's going to lower the, uh, the, the expectations for tonight's address, um, uh, after fanning the flames for three weeks about it, uh, said Obama will unveil a separate deficit reduction plan sometime after the job speech. Of course, this is the prelude, you know, folks, this is the, after that to, to kind of keep you, you know, stay tuned for this. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, um, the TV shows when they have a, an episode, then they, then they tell you to stay tuned next week to see what's going on next. Um, this is kind of what that's going to be. No doubt the president wants to avoid being seen as an advocate for spending money to save money. Absolutely, he wants, he wants to, but, folks, that's what he does. The um, uh, problem is the U.S. keeps spending and spending and spending, which we do, uh, while the savings uh, is elusive. At some point, and we are fast approaching it, repeated short-run attempts to alleviate unemployment will result in bigger long-run problems and higher unemployment uh, thanks to the ballooning debt. Absolutely. No doubt about it. The president has to demonstrate this evening that he's serious about deficit re- uh, reduction, even if he plays hide-and-seek with his plan. He advocates short-term fixes and avoids mentioning the need to reform programs like Medicare and Social Security before they go broke. Pour yourself a glass of wine, folks. Maybe you won't remember what he said in the morning. It's, just, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's just weird. Um, but it's true. Uh, if, if we don't have deficit reduction, folks, we have nothing. And this is the problem, again, because these jobs, uh, if, 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 if these are federally funded jobs um, through grants, things of that nature, um, that he's, you know, these infrastructure jobs, we're just putting more, uh, more money into the, you know, we're just raising the deficit. We're, putting, we're, we're pouring more money into something and having to borrow more money to pay for it. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, again, we go right back to the same, uh, the same conclusion. Um, and, you know, I mean, again, you know, with banking on infrastructure, no one would deny that the nation's roads, bridges, and, uh, and the like are in bad, bad shape. They need to be fixed. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, and it would take an estimated uh, $2.3 trillion investment over five years to address the state of disrepair of school buildings, things of that nature, in this country. Uh, the concept of, the, of an infrastructure um, Bank has been kicking around for a while. It's an idea that whose time has come is long overdue, or is none of those public-private partnerships that sounds better on paper than it does in practice. Problem with infrastructure spending isn't the policy; it's the politics and red tape. When asked uh, about the lackluster results of the $830 billion stimulus that was enacted in 2009, Obama was forced to admit that the shovel-ready was not as shovel-ready as we expected, and expect that to be the, the, the case again, folks. Expect that to be the case again. Um, it's just, it's going to, it's going to, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be the same. Uh, it's, it's just the way it is. And unfortunately, uh, it's, it's something that's going to be very difficult for us to get out of. Um, now, although economic growth is uh, a prerequisite for employment, jobs start with the employers. It does. It's, uh, it's, it's not that you don't want to, uh, if you want a business to hire, you know, basically, Mr. President, if you want businesses to hire people, you can't vilify them. You can't make them look like villains, and that's one of the things he does. The same goes for uh, entrepreneurs, those millionaires and billionaires. Obama loves to disrespect. Uh, it turns out that business startups are the sole source of job creation in the United States, like they should be, folks, according to a 2010 study by the Kauffman Foundation in Kansas City, Missouri, based on the, cons- uh, the Census Bureau's uh, business dynamic statistics. Imagine that, folks. The sole source of job creation in the United States uh, are business startups. Unbelievable. But, he's, but the president has yet to uh, grasp this concept. So if he continues to, to portray business as an enemy, um, um, you know, he'll be a hero to the labor unions like Jimmy Hoffa's. Uh, but they aren't about to vote Republican anyway. So it, it, it's those, all he's doing is preaching to the choir in that case. He's not, he's not uh, convincing anyone else, um, you know, that, uh, uh, that, he, uh, that uh, you know, he has a serious uh, plan to create jobs if he's 
constantly attacking business as the enemy of the, of the country and of the American public. So uh, last week, the federal government, for example, sued 17 big banks for mortgage fraud, many of the same banks that it rescued with the, uh, the TARP program folks in 2008. What's up with that? I mean, the bottom line is <laughs> if you're doing things like that, you're not going to create jobs. So uh, it, it's amazing. We'll have to see what happens, folks. Um, but those are some of the things that uh, you can be looking for in the speech and where things could go. I mean, uh, again, um, it's going to be the same old, same old, in my opinion. So we'll have to see. Um, that's supposed to be tonight, folks. All right. Uh, next week, we'll let you know how that worked out. Have a great day, folks. Stay safe. Catch you later here on the Talk Show America show. God bless America the light from above.